0: All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for the discussions. Again, I am Frank Goodman.
1: And Martha.
2: And Pastor Daniels.
0: Look, I want to say thank thank you to both of you for joining me again, and I, I know we want to get right off into this new discussion, And we just finished celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday. So I would like to kind of lead us into this topic with an introduction. Are you all prepared and and you're ready to go?
1: We're ready. Here we go.
0: Okay, so on on the 16th of January of this year, the nation paid tribute to the life and work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by way of a national holiday in his name. Most of us extend that observers to acknowledge the sacrifices of all people and instances related to the civil rights movement. Historians, educators, politicians, and others host events and speak to groups about the history with repeated remarks. Then many people march and perform community cleanup for the day. Then you get people like us, who present a personal speech, and or engage in conversations to analyze the significance of the timelines in history. My question is, do you think we, the average supporter, fully fully study the impact of the movement to know how to adequately observe it, or Dr. King, any way to cover what impacts people based on regions? Does that question make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, essentially, we're asking if we are observing it in the way that it is intended. And um, I think in many instances, we originally started out to observe it quite well. Mm -hmm. And we did spend a lot of time being politically aware, helping each other learn the history of it being uh, able to give help to the community through its food programs and teaching uh, the skills of how to manage money and community service. But I think over time that has changed a bit and we're now seeing that we spend it as a holiday much more like the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. which it is not. Mm -hmm. It is supposed to be a holiday designated for our political growth, our spiritual growth, and our growth as Black people in America.
0: Okay, Pastor James, what about you?
2: I, I, I agree. Uh, we we have to look at again everything to me is education, mm-hmm. education, and. Uh, And I agree with how you went through the whole list of how people view it. Um, And we got to get back on track. We got to get back on a purpose. Like I said, it's, it's like a baton. The race is continuing and the baton is being passed. But most people are dropping their baton and the race has been stagnated and people have become uh, complacent. But we cannot get complacent because it's a fight. It's, It's just like a spiritual battle. It's an ongoing fight. And we have to access the enemy, as you will. We have to access the environment. And our children need to know the environment. But we are, again, we're just going through the motion, looking at it as a day off, and not uh, paying homage or respect to the civil rights movement. And that's really what Dr. Martin Luther King was about. Non-peaceful protest to allow us to be equal with everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: I think what's troubling too, and I agree with you, Pastor Jane. Um, I think what's troubling is that young people, have not been taught or it has not been passed down to them sufficiently to understand the sacrifice that was made by this man, Martin Luther King. It was a great sacrifice that was made by many black people in the civil rights movement. But if you ask a very young person today, what was the civil rights movement about and who were the participants? I don't think they're able to even explain it well. And that's a failing on our part because that should be something that is known by everyone who is black. It's like the Negro National Anthem. How many young black people today can sing it? Mm -hmm. Right. It is lost. It is history lost. And we're pretending that we have a history, but the history that we're showing is not the African-American history. It is the American history, minus
0: us. Well, I got a yeah, chance to,
1: got to understanding our role. I, you
0: know, I got a chance to to speak with one of my nephews on Martin, mm-hmm. you know, on the day before uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, or um, before the holiday, rather. And he gave me a, a perspective. He said, look, Uncle Frank, you know, we're, we're going to college. We're getting our education. This is 2023. We're, he said, we're not going to march. We're not marching. We're not doing certain things. We really don't live in the 20s. We're not our grandparents. So he was giving me everything that was saying we're in the new there's no need for the old. Right. So as I continue to listen to him speak, I said, well, you know, it doesn't take long Nothing. for you to get to the 1920s. I said, you already have public lynchings happening today. Right. Your voting rights are being affected right now. Every time something is taken away from you, you are reverting back to that timeline in history. And he stopped, and he was listening long enough to say, "I never thought about it that way." And and that led me to wonder, you know, are we really taking the time out? All of us who are in a position to have those discussions and these discussions, are we taking advantage of it?
2: Mm-hmm. it you know, I, Frank, I had an opportunity to speak on base Mm -hmm. um, in honor. It was on Wednesday and the commanding general of Fort Benning came up to me and really applauded me. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, right. And, and, you know, Frank, I like to use acronyms and I just want to share one of the acronyms I shared, which was legacy. And I said, Dr. Martin Luther King wanted us to learn to be better. He wanted us to evolve to be better. He wanted us to grow to be better. He wanted us with the environment, adapt to be better. He wanted us to compete to be better. But then I said, for Legacy, the why I said, yarn to be better. In other words, the whole fight was to be better. In other words, equal, but also to be better. He, the whole fight for civil rights was to understanding our place in history. And the conversation you had was, he, he said, I'm getting my education, but are you learning to be better or are you just getting the education? Are you evolving to be better? Because the whole... Thing was, why do we have to fight when we have the right? Mm-hmm. It said all men were created equal. Yeah. So why is it that we have to? And again, I I kind of shared, and the commander general said, you're absolutely right. That was his fight for us to be better. And like I said, Frank, this this whole topic of Martin Luther King, people view it different, but his whole message was to sacrifice. On behalf of others, it wasn't for himself. And in, in, in a like what in the spiritual realm, Jesus did it for others. He did not do it for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think a lot of people miss the boat, Frank, when they look at Dr. Martin Luther King. They forget his sacrifice on behalf of others.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Martha, what do you think?
1: Well, I think Dr. King certainly argued. That he wanted the civil rights movement to bring black Americans to the point where they had equal rights under the law, but also to be recognized as citizens and valued human beings. Mm -hmm. I think that was his goal, and I think he came to recognize that that goal needs the help of many people, not just the black community. I think, unfortunately for us, we have dropped the ball on even understanding the purpose behind his struggle and the purpose behind his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I think we have become comfortable looking at a savior or looking for someone to be that sacrificial lamb to bring us to the promised land. We have to bring ourselves to the promised land collectively and individually there is no savior that can do that for us if we don't believe it and do it and work toward it ourselves but do you so believe
0: that do you believe that we are willing to talk about the things that other people other groups make us feel allow us to feel comfortable talking about and, and what i mean by that is Are we willing to stay with the I have a dream speech and continue to present that as if that was his last, those were his last words before his assassination? Or do we study not only 1963 or 1965, but do we study what he was saying in 1967? I think it's
1: deeper than that, Frank. It's deeper than Martin. It's because we have to understand the history of struggle for our people. Mm-hmm. He is that the closest that we can point to that is in that struggle. But that list of people that struggled to bring us to this point goes far back in time. And we are woefully ignorant of all those people. Martin is standing on the shoulders of Denmark Vesey. Nat Turner, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass. He didn't do it by himself. He did it because he stood on the shoulders of other giants.
2: That's right.
1: Where where, is the giant, where's the ones that are standing on our shoulders today? Mm -hmm. The ones who marched, the ones who went to Washington, the ones who went to register people to vote, the ones who participated. We did those things. But where are the ones that are standing on our shoulders to move that ball forward? That's the question. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're there. Right. I think so. there's a segment, we're too fragmented. The one thing that I will see and can say about the civil rights movement when it got rolling, everybody had one agenda, one focus. We are fragmented today. We are focused on hundreds of different different things. Every new event is something to be focused on. Mm -hmm. And we're keeping our eyes off the prize, which is the prize is that equality has not, we don't have equal rights in this country. And it's dwindling every day with every law that's being passed by states. So if you're not even aware that the state that you live in is changing its laws to work against you, how can you fight? And by the time you get to that point, if you're fighting, will you be fighting a lost cause because you waited too late? You have to be aware. I always say there's patterns. There's patterns to things that are going on in this nation today that is going to be the replications of those things are going to be felt far in the future. And what you think is a freedom may not be a freedom for you in 10 years or five years. Mm -hmm. They're taking things out of books out of the school, changing courses. You can't make somebody feel bad because their, their great grandparents owned a slave. That's ridiculous. But you're supposed to feel bad because you were a slave. We need to change that thinking.
0: Pastor James, do you have anything to add?
2: Yeah, I I want to say, you you said, I have a dream. Was that the last and, you know, before his death? Again, I I, I think I used the term, passing the baton. And, and, and I believe his speech is still alive. And if it was me, I would say, I have a right to dream. He said, I have a dream. But I would change it up today and say, I have a right to dream. In other words, I have opportunities. I have uh, things I can do uh, to help somebody else along the way. And, and, and this is why he pushed this strong message to help others to see their rights and to know their rights and, and, and understand the Constitution. Again, there are so many people are just going through the motion, but he wanted everybody to know that there is a fight for your rights. And to have a dream means simply means is I want to be able to, at every opportunity... Do what I can on my behalf. In other words, the ball is in your court. This is simply what he fought for, that the ball will be in each individual court. Now, if you don't use your skills, if you don't use or if you don't go to school, it won't be it won't be because the law didn't change. It's because of you. So, again, this this is a powerful segment to understand that people are just sitting back saying, what should I do when the movement was pushing forward? And we have become stagnant, and we have become complacent, and we have been just saying, well, Martin Luther King did it. That was it. But that's not the end of it. Again, it's a baton. And we are to run this race and we are to pass it off. No matter if they take every book out of school, we still have each other's to pass the legacy on.
0: So when, when, let, let me just ask, when you spoke of everyone being on the same, on the same path during the civil rights movement, at some point, everyone was on the same path, moving in the same direction. There were many different directions. There were many different things they were trying right. to tear down. Right. But I think what we had to live with, I mean, being a product of the 60s, I understood or I understand looking back at it that segregation was the law. And when you have segregation as the law, when you have all of the other statutes as the law, they give you something to fight against, and we were at that period where we were not only fighting against the against bad laws, we were actually also trying to identify with who we were. James Brown helped us identify who we were, just by simple songs of "Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud," you know. Yeah. But today. We are experiencing the same things that we were experiencing in the 60s. It's just that because you don't see yourself segregated, because no one is using the term legal segregation, that falls into that area of being stagnant, that area of being complacent, because it completely goes above your head.
1: Well... I guess the question is, how do you justify your being at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of your job, your salaries, your health care, and think that you are free?
2: You yeah, asked that question?
1: Yeah, I'm asking the question, how do you, how does one think that they have arrived and they are free when they are always on the tail end of everything? They are the last to be promoted. They are the last to be the ones that achieve as a community, not as individuals. We are making strides as individuals. People are doing amazing things as individuals, but as a group right we are not making the progress that I think Dr King was hoping we would
2: and and, and, and if I could just help you out Martha sure
1: um, think
2: of the think of the letters j g and B and this is our society now you might be saying Jane Pastor Jane what is J. G-D, right and I believe mm-hmm. I believe what it is is just getting by people hmm. are comfortable just getting by yeah. and and so they don't want they don't want anything else they, I'm okay with right where I'm at I'm okay with just getting by and, and, and but like I said there's opportunities there's different things we can do but most people are comfortable with JGB, just okay. getting.
1: I mean, if that that might be true, that you're comfortable just getting by, but when you no longer have that getting by level, then what are you comfortable with? Nothing.
2: That's what most people, I believe, now most people uh, are comfortable with nothing well, or just getting by.
1: Just it, getting by means that you just accept the bare minimum.
2: That's what most people are. They, okay.
1: So, what I'm saying to you is when that bare minimum is taken from you, then what do you use to get by? Yeah, most people yeah.
2: and. I'm okay with right there, and and if they don't do it, and that then they revert to violence, to stealing, and all these other things. And I believe that's the product we're in right now, and we're seeing it firsthand on how most people don't want to move up. They don't want no better life. They they don't want it. And you ask them, why? Why wouldn't you want to go to school, get an education? You know uh, why wouldn't you want to do this? And most people will come over with an excuse. Why should I? I mean, like I said, there's a whole of dynamics to this whole thing that most people just like being at the bottom of the barrel.
0: But can I? But I would like to add this. Okay. I, I would like to add this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's let's you know. I mean, I just just from my own perspective, right? We're talking about two different timelines with similar situations one we were legally segregated it was on the news it was on the radio it was in the books it was everything that we did we were told that you can't do this so it gave you a reason to fight because we were fighting to integrate we were fighting to to gain entrance we were fighting for those things we have them we're losing them But as we are losing those things, it goes back to what Pastor James was saying and what we've all said in certain different ways. If you want us to stay in the dark, put it in writing. If you want us to do it, you have to do it in the political arena. And so if these things are happening and we are reverting back to previous timelines in history, it's not being presented to you on the television now. It's not being presented to you in some legal format. Right. So we, we we were on the same line because we were trying to fight against something that was in a legal format. It's not presented to us in a legal format. There's no sign on the door that says colored bathroom, white bathroom, colored water fountain, white. We're not fighting against that because it's not presented to us as a legal situation. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. That might be true, Frank, but I think when we say people don't want to fight for it because they are satisfied with what they have just getting by, that's problematic, isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, that's the reason why we're having the discussion, because we're trying to I determine
1: mean, when, when,
0: how do I we mean, approach it. Martin Luther King but, jr.'s birthday as we continue to do this because maybe we're losing we're losing the strength behind this this holiday
1: well you know I, I don't know if I would say the average person does not care to do better at least that's not the experience I've had I think. Everyone wants more and wants to do better.
0: That can't be true.
1: They want to make more money. I think they want to have a better job. They want to have a better home. They want to have better schools. So I think when you say that people don't want to, they, they just want to get by and they're just making ends meet, I understand that that's the scenario and the case that they're in, but it doesn't, that is separate and apart from your desire to wanna to do better or have more. The situation that you're in physically can be often different from the situation you would wish to be in if you if things changed. Hmm. So I don't know if I can say that people don't want to face change. I think what I will say is that people need to understand the condition they're in so they can understand that they can make change and change is possible.
2: And, and, and I agree with you, uh, but mm-hmm. but on a larger scale, as you talk to people, people will tell you, "Look, I'm just okay with getting by. Look, look, I'm if I don't get it, I'm okay. If I do get it, I'm still okay. In other words, they're just comfortable. I mean, it's
1: well." I'm, You're using the word "comfortable," Pastor James, and I think that sounds like hopelessness.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's where a lot of people feel they're they're at when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, because we're looking on a broader scale, broader scale of being in the South and working on plantations and. Uh, working on farms and and they're they're okay because they're getting by and they're saying well you know if i don't get an education i still got a factor. i'm just saying i'm just using that as right. a, but, right. but that okay. is that is exactly how most some people think because they're they're skating by and they're okay with it
0: okay so uh-huh. let me say this before we close because i see this mm-hmm. right here is, is growing
1: Yeah, we need another investment. You know what?
0: Just getting by, just getting by, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is is significant because people don't want to vote. That's a choice. That's a choice that you make. We're not talking about the inability to go to college. We're not talking about just one layer of anything. There are people who are making a decision not to vote when we had people who were fighting to vote. And so those individuals who are saying, I am not going to vote, they're operating at all different levels, financial levels, educational levels, they're operating at all different type levels. Those individuals who wants to just do crime, that's a decision you make. And those decisions affect You, your voting rights, other citizenship rights, it affects so many things. But look, we are going way over line. (laughs) So I see this right (laughs) here. This is how difficult this topic is. Because I think this needs to go beyond us, regardless of whether it's happening in the living room, on national Mm -hmm. television, or wherever this discussion needs to be had. Do we agree?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I agree? I agree.
0: Okay, so I'm not in a position. I keep saying I thank you all. Each time the two of you come on together, I really don't want to see any one of you drop off. So I have to be patient. I have to be considerate because I don't want, I want the two of you and your voices on this podcast Discussing these topics. <laughs> Does that make sense?
2: Yes.
0: Yep. So I'm. I, we we need to close. We need to get this out, and let's come back. Can we do that?
1: Let's, let's do. It. I think so. All right. I think
0: it's important enough that
1: we need to have more than one discussion
0: on it. All right. So to our guests, you see how heated this became. Not a heated discussion between us, but a heated discussion that's necessary uh on behalf of everybody i just want to say thank you for all your support i love you we love you and uh, and until next time
1: we're gonna say be good be good
0: be good out of here